I, I sure need it. I sure need it. You know, I, I was studying for this for quite a while. And I thank God so much for all of you that have been praying for me. I felt a very, very clear uh, change of direction yesterday. And, uh, and uh, as I was studying for this and, and just life kind of going its way, I never realized how much I was going to need everything that's, that's, that's God was laying on my heart. And, and the battles came and knocked on my door and phone calls came that I didn't want to have. And <laughs> I thank God today for the assurance, for the peace that we can have in his word, the comfort that that brings. All right, so let's get into this. Are you ready to have church? We're, we're not, we just got started. All right, Jeremiah 2.11. If you have it, go ahead and say amen. amen. All right, let's read it. Hath a nation changed their gods, which are not yet gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be ye horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Go ahead and lay your Bibles down. Lift your hands up and let's pray that God help us. Lord, we need you tonight. And I pray, Lord God, that your anointing would be rich. I need your help, Lord God. I don't want to color your heart through this message that you've laid on my heart. I pray that you'd help me to deliver it with clarity. With, without you, Lord God, we've got nothing. But with you, Lord God, there can be help. Strengthen our faith tonight, Lord God. Meet our needs. Have your way, Lord God, in every word that's spoken. We need you to do the work, Lord God. Break every chain and every intimidation of darkness. Help us tonight to rally together, Lord, to see your will accomplished. Lord Jesus, we need you to do it. Oh, Lord, have your way in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Well, does anybody believe that God is a doer of impossible things? Oh, he is. I tell you what, with man... It's impossible. With me, it's extra impossible. <laughs> but you know what? With God, all things are possible. We can't... You know, some of the things that God works through us. You know, Brother Mike's testifying. It wasn't Brother Mike that made that happen. That was because Brother Mike just happened to be praying to God and saying, God, would you use me? I'm going to get my, my problems off the shelf and I'm just going to say, God, I just want to be used by you. And whenever we could do that, God can do some things that are not within our abilities. It's not possible for us to, to, to make a, uh, an impact that God can make. I thank God whenever you can submit yourself to Him, He can send you in the way of somebody that, that just needed just exactly what you've experienced, just exactly the testimony that's been laid uh, on your life. And God can work amazingly through that. Let's just keep that in mind as we press through this message. I tell you what, so this scripture, this address is turning away from glory to no profit. There's no, there's no profit in turning away from God. And the realization of such a turning, it should cause a great stir in our heart. It should. It should, it should cause repentance to take over. Uh, for, for, for those of you that don't know, a cistern is designed to collect water. 
rainwater for storage, and it, it'll gather on occasion. But for the most part, a cistern is inactive. It's not something that it's not like a, an electrical pump of sorts or anything like that. Some of them now modern days may have that integrated into them, but it's catching it's catching rainwater. Just whenever that comes, it's going to catch it. It's going to store it for a day whenever whenever we need it. But you know, As we look at this scripture, we can see that there's a lot more going on, and God's making some parallels here. Why would we ever trade out living waters that are fresh from God always for water that's stored up? God said said he's a fountain of living waters. Mm. And his people have hewed them out, cisterns. Something that's going to store it up. Why would, we, why would we ever take that whenever we have access to just a constant supply? There's an implication that with that cistern, we don't have to bother with God. We don't got to waste our time going and gathering from that fountain all the time. That we can survive on the blessing uh, that's been given to us some time ago. And maybe the thought comes to mind whenever we resort to this what happens if I go to that fountain sometime and it's dry? What happens if I go to that fountain and I don't get what I need? That's a temptation that's going to come on every single one of us. What if God doesn't supply for me? As you continue reading through this, you know what? God's word is amazing. It's so amazing. It's so rich. And no matter how many times you read through God's Word, you're always going to come back and find something. If you're praying about this, if you're reading that Word and not just going through the motions, if you're praying whenever you open that book and saying, God, speak to me, He'll speak to you. There will be a richness that you'll encounter every time you crack open that book. Because God, this was a living Word. And I tell you what, I was reading through this Scripture, and sometimes it takes some work. I was reading through it, and it goes on comparing this this act that God's referring to here to traversing dromedaries. And that just got me so excited after I looked it up, because I didn't have a clue what a dromedary was. But a dromedary is a camel. It's a camel. It's a single-humped camel. What are camels known for? They're a wonderful ability to store water. They don't need to resort to, to the watering hole quite as much as anything else. They can store it up. And God compares us to these just traversing dromedaries, not even worrying about going to that, that water, that, that fresh water that's there. They can store it up and not have a care in the world about it for quite a while. But I tell you what, God wants to daily load us with His blessings. And God is a good Father. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I love I love in the Word of God where it says, if that you know, he, He's going to provide for us. He's going to meet our needs. And if that weren't enough, <laughs> He would have given more. God's generous. He doesn't hold back on us. We can trust Him. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to serve God. You know, as I was reading this Scripture, and as it was just working on my heart, uh, I, I thought of another instance in, in the Bible where there's a similar case going on. It's, it's one that I, I, I was more familiar with, actually, and one that you're probably all very familiar with. In the book of Exodus, uh, where the, the children of Israel are called out, and they're required. They're out in the wilderness, 
They're not in their element. And they're just following. And they've got to have some trust in God because they don't know how one day from the next is going to go. They're just following the man of God and hoping that everything's going to go well. And they start to get hungry. And God says, I'm going to meet your need. I'm going to drop manna down from heaven. I'm going to meet it in a miraculous way. And thank God for the ways, the miraculous ways that he meets our needs. I thank God Brother Mike's back's healed today. I've been praying for him. And God's, God's a healer. There's nothing that's impossible for God. And I thank God so much for that. Oh, hallelujah. God's so good. You know, so the children of Israel, they, they, this manna come down from heaven. And God said, hey, you go ahead and you go out in the morning. You collect that. And you got your blessing for the day. Don't you dare save that for tomorrow. Don't you try to hold on to something and not rely on me tomorrow. Don't you try to store that up. And, and ignore me when the, when the next day comes. Because I'm going to be available today, tomorrow, and every day that you need me. Hallelujah. We can trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. We don't have to, we don't have to figure this out ourselves. Thank God for that because I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be getting too far. Mm. Are we afraid that God won't supply for us tomorrow? Is that ever, is that ever, has that ever bothered you? You know, you're going through it and, and the troubles are just mounting up on you. And, and, and you know that God's been faithful. You know that God has brought you to this point. But the devil starts working on you. And, and you start to wonder, man, I, I just don't know. I, I can't see a way that God's going to do this. Why when he's been so gracious and so abundantly kind? Do we ever feel like we can take better care of ourselves in the Lord of glory? Mm. Hallelujah. Go ahead and turn to Psalm 73, verse 2. Hallelujah. Psalm 73, 2 says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish. And when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, I thank God for the honesty in the Word of God. I I need that because, you know, it's embarrassing sometimes the things that course through our minds. It's embarrassing to think that, man, God delivered me. He cleaned me up. He, he, he He established me. I was all a mess, and I had no future. And God pulled me out of darkness because everything was dark. I didn't know where I was going. And God pulled me out of darkness. He put me in his marvelous light, and it, oh, it's so marvelous. And then my flesh gets ahead of me sometimes, and I start to see these non-Christians, and I'm facing trouble. And they're advising me, hey... You know what you're doing? It doesn't seem too good. You, you know, it doesn't. I don't. I don't really see how that's going to work out for you. And that could start to work on our minds if we're not careful. And I don't know about any one of you, and I'm not asking for a raising of hands. But has it ever made you wonder? Whenever uh, so, some somebody who's not filled with the Holy Ghost and they come your way, and and, and you're just trusting in God, you're just believing in God, and, and it makes you think maybe faith is not such a good idea. Have you ever seen them in their plans and walking in their ways? And it seems as though they're just doing so good. And it seems as though you're not doing as good as they are. And you start to question, 
is this really the best thing for me? Is this, is really, is God really taking care of me? Are his promises really yay and amen? Oh. But I tell you what, trust in God. His plan doesn't have any holes in it. His, his plan is not broken like those cisterns are. You know what it comes down to? Hallelujah. It comes down to sometimes, you remember the story of Abraham. Abraham put his trust in his own wisdom. God told him, hey, you go, you're going to go and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to take care of you and you're just going to have to trust in me. And it was really a walk of faith because he didn't know where he was going to wind up. But God was going to take care of him along the way and he messed up along the way. And God was still merciful. Isn't that amazing? Thank God that God is merciful when I mess up because I'm prone to it. I'm prone to messing it up. I'm prone to getting my thoughts in the way of God's thoughts. And God still took care of him. And God decided one day he was going to test his faith. And and it came down to a point in, in Abraham's life where he finally had the thing that he'd been praying for. And... and, and God said, hey, I'm going to require this of you. Uh-uh. And what it will ultimately come down to, Abraham, you're going to have to decide what's more important to you, Abraham, is what you've always wanted and what you've thought about and the desire to end that you had. Is that more important to you, Abraham, or am I more important to you? Is it going to be you and Isaac, Abraham, or is it going to be you and me, Abraham? And I tell you what, whenever we can put our trust in Jesus, He'll take care of us. He'll bless us. He doesn't want no harm to us. He wants to meet our needs. He wants to show off. He wants to show us how good He can be. Mm. This is why... Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is why your cisterns are so troubling to God. You embracing your way is also in turn rejecting Jesus. The fountain of living waters. We're building cisterns in our lives whenever we decide that our way is going to be more comfortable than God's way. Hallelujah. Have you ever been preached to a standard? And and in that day you got preached to and you embraced that standard. You said, God, I see it. It dealt with my heart. And I'm going to live this. And maybe some of you, maybe you made a promise to God. Say, God, I'm going to hold to this standard. I see, the, I see the safety in it. I see the benefit in it for my life. And then over the course of time, you backed off. And maybe you thought, well, do I really need all that? Do I really need the things that godly counsel is, has set up in my life? Maybe it's not all that it was cracked up to be. Maybe I jumped the gun. We'll tend to make reasonable excuses about where we've allowed our, our, our convictions, our lives to slide. Hmm. We tell ourselves it's okay not to ask God about this. You know, it would do you so good. <laughs> it would do you so good. Uh, you know, if you just take the time sometimes, whenever you're deciding on some things in your life, just stop. Just stop and say, God, literally ask God. God, what would you have me to do? Most of the time, that in itself. Just hearing yourself pray about it, that in itself is going to be enough to say, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? God, you already put this in line in my life. 
You already told me about this. And it was good then, and it's still good today. God didn't mess up when He talked to you before. His plan yesterday is still His plan today. And it's His plan tomorrow. And His plan is for your good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't always feel practical to trust in God. (laughs) We tell ourselves that those cisterns are practical. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're like me. I'm going to go ahead and tell on myself. I uh, I was sick the other week and and had all this nasal uh, congestion and all this mess going on. And and we were coming up on the nursing home service. And and I got to... I got to sing for the nursing home service. I got to do a lot of talking for the nursing home service. And they were just on lockdown for two months. And I start thinking about this. And it's a good idea to think on things. I'm not condemning that. I'm not telling us to just walk blindly. But I started thinking about things. I started getting my, my tools out and saying, maybe this ain't going to work out. Maybe I need to have a plan B. I need to have a plan C, D, E, and F. And I need to think about all these different things. And what if this doesn't work out? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh I better call the pastor and say, okay, I got this plan figured out. I got this plan figured out. Brother, what do you think about this? And he said, I think that's about as crazy as to say, what if next month goes wrong? And I'm like, what? <laughs> this seems so logical to me. We're planning for this. And he said, yeah, man, it's early in the week. And uh, what if God just goes ahead and heals you? And, and it's all good. You're right, brother. You're right. Well, it turns out I was so far ahead uh, of my uh, of of myself. I was so far ahead of God. <laughs> the nurse going wasn't even that week. It was the next week. You know what? We do well sometimes to just put our trust in God and, and recognize He's going to take care of us. Hallelujah. Whenever we start to think about how practical our cisterns, uh, our plans are, uh, our thoughts and our solutions are, we get out those building tools. (laughs) We're not doing ourselves any favor. Our cisterns can't even hold water. Our storage supply of our needs can't do the thing we wanted it to do. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I love the Lord. He is good to us. It's good to just go ahead and keep yourself on fire for God. That doesn't come natural, I know. And so it takes more work sometimes than other times. Whenever some of you, a bunch of you said about the devil fighting, and I've been fighting the devil too, and that takes a little bit more energy than whenever it's just smooth sailing. Thank God for the smooth sailing. I'll take it as often as God wants to supply it. But have you ever noticed... uh, Whenever you fail to keep up with your walk of God consistently, hey, consistency is so good. It's so necessary. There's something to be said. Maybe, maybe you just don't always feel like a house on fire whenever you're praying. But you know what? You're not going to let the devil take this day. And you're not going to let him take tomorrow. And you're not going to let him take a, a, a minute away from it. You're just going to plug on. And sometimes it doesn't feel as awesome as you hope. And we always hope it's going to be awesome. But it's not always as awesome as we hope. Sometimes it's really just a battle. But you know what? The Lord sees you going through that battle. Hallelujah. But that consistency, it's going to pay off. But whenever we're not so consistent, whenever we fail, I've, I've done it. I've failed. I've been inconsistent. There's been prayer meetings I've missed, and I'm ashamed to say it. I hate it. But whenever that happens, it's harder to get into the preaching. It's harder. You know, you find yourself distracted. It's harder sometimes to break through in worship, and you find yourself just, you're praying about some things, and and, and 
if if you're fortunate, if if you let God snap you out, I believe the brother said, just cut it out. <laughs> so if you let God speak to you and say, hey, cut it out, get get your eyes on me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to take care of you like I always did. God will do it. Hallelujah. Mm, sometimes it can be harder to feel God. But you know what? Your cistern's broken. <laughs> Whenever you just sit here and think about your plan uh, and, and you map it out and you don't trust God, your cistern's broken and can't even hold water. Hallelujah. You know the problem with your cistern? It can't accomplish the thing that it was designed to do. Your cistern has holes in it. God wanted to do so much more for you than just give you enough. He didn't want to just give you enough. He wanted to bless you abundantly. You know the problem with your sister and it forgets about faith in God. Hallelujah. We plan to just get by. We plan to just survive. And God says, I want you to have trust in me because I want you to go out there and do an abundant work. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Your sister will tie the hands of God from the vast miracles oh, that he wanted to work in your life. Sometimes he's waiting for it to, to be the case where you're at the end of your rope. And you have to trust in God. You say, God, I'm hungry today. And I don't know where my food's going to come from. But I'm believing you were faithful yesterday. I've got testimonies of miracles that you've brought forth in my life. And I thank you for them. And, and I don't know how you're going to work it out. And I'm not going to waste any time trying to figure it out. You're going to be faithful. You're going to meet the need. And I don't have to know how. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm, hallelujah. Oh, we're not just talking about any God, church. You know what? The Bible talks about God's plural. I was a God in my life at one time, and I was a lousy God. <laughs> some of us had some gods that we had put in the place of God, some idols that we built, and they were lousy to us. <laughs> you know, I love reading. I love hearing preached about uh, the story of Dagon. Oh, and when that idol just had to fall, and then it wasn't enough the next day, that idol fell, and it was just bowed before God, and then it was broken in pieces. Because God's not going to let anything stand in His place. Ooh, hallelujah. So we're not just talking about any lousy God. We're talking about the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. I know. I know, church. I know sometimes life's battering is constant. I know sometimes it just doesn't let up and one thing stacks on another. And it's harder in those times to have faith. But you know what? As constant as that battering is, as constant as the devil's knocking on our door, and as constant as it feels like sometimes he's kicking down the door, God's supply is also just as constant. It's just as readily available. Hallelujah. You know the wonderful thing about God? You know, we, we, have, we have our plans. We have our, our devices of figuring out. We have these cisterns that we build, and they will let us down consistently. And we are bound by our own rules. We're limited. We're limited. I only know so much. And I only have so much ideas and wisdom that's been put into me. But I tell you what, God, he's unlimited. He's not <laughs> the Lord of glory. He's not bound by the same rules that humanity is. 
the creator, that's Jesus, he literally made the rules. He's not bound by those same rules. Oh, hallelujah. He can work it out for you. He can work it out for you. Well, brother, you just don't understand this. It's a real problem. He can work it out. He can work it out. There's nothing that limits God. There's nothing at all that limits God. You got a sickness, there's nothing that limits Him. Oh, oh hallelujah. Man-made watering systems. Mark it down. They're going to run dry. Mm. But God, He, He's everlasting. Oh, hallelujah. He's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your need. Oh, He's going to supply for you. <laughs> Whew. Go ahead and turn to Philippians 4.19. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, I love the Lord so much. Mm. Philippians 4.19. Do you have it? Say amen. All right, awesome. Philippians 4.19. But my God... Mm. Who's God? Who's God? Oh, hallelujah. My God shall supply some of your need. Oh. No, 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 no. How much shall he supply? Oh, hallelujah. All your need. Oh. Does God have enough? Is he, is he going to be able to afford to meet my need? According to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Does God have enough? Oh, does God have enough? Psalms 50.10 says, For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle upon a thousand hills. I know the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. Oh, if I were hungry, I would not tell thee. (laughs) God doesn't need our help. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. God's got this. His supply is unlimited. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. He's not about to run out. So how about we start trusting him? Oh, hallelujah. How about we don't just keep running from... Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. God bless you. You can be seated. Mm. Why don't we just keep on running to that fountain instead of building our cisterns? That flat, oh, hallelujah. That fountain's going to be available. That fountain's going to be abundant. Hallelujah. He said so. He said so. Our cisterns, they're going to let us down. Mm. Why would we let that flame burn out? Brother Flosser was preaching about and introduced strange fire. Mm. He's a good God. Oh, he's a good God. And you know what? He wants you to prosper even as your soul doth prosper. Oh, hallelujah. That's awesome. I love knowing that he's not just a God who just wants me to serve him. And we'll catch up sometime later. Oh, no, but he wants to bless me along the way. He wants me to. I'm not just going to. I'm just not going to float. Oh, no, that's not what Jesus wants. He wants you to be prospering. He wants to do impossible things in your life. Peter, he didn't want you to just 
tread water. He didn't want you to just float. He wants you to walk on the water. Hallelujah. God wants to take care of us in ways that we couldn't figure out. The Bible doesn't say Peter was going to hop off. That's, this is my notes. He didn't tell Peter, hey, you know what? Come on out here and you're going to walk on the water. He just said, hey, come on over here. That seems crazy, Lord. But hey, you said it. I'm going to do it. I bet you it shocked Peter. <laughs> Can you even imagine whenever he took his step out? Hey, I'm going to obey God. That's that's my Savior over there. Uh, he says it. I'm just going to do it. I'll figure it out along. God's going to take care of me. And he goes and he takes that step out. Whoa, this never happened before. <laughs> Whoo, hallelujah. God wants to take care of, take care of you. Mm. You know, in a perfect scenario, a cistern would provide... Stagnant water <laughs> for you whenever no water comes. That's why it seems so rational, <laughs> but it doesn't seem favorable. It just seems rational. It seems safe. It seems safe to figure this out and to plan for the worst. <laughs> I'm a planner and I do this. <laughs> I am a cistern builder by nature. I plan for the worst. And I, and I plan for whenever that cistern fails, it can leak out into this other cistern. But all of my cisterns, they have holes in them. They're broken down. They can't even hold water. Mm. And neither, neither can yours. <laughs> I don't mean to offend anybody, but our plans, they're not going to hold up. But I tell you what, God wants to endlessly supply fresh fountains of water for us. We would have it that our, oh, hallelujah, our, our best plans are stagnant. But God's got something so fresh and so wonderful and so awesome and so much about uh, above and beyond our, our area of figuring. Oh, he's an awesome God. Whew, he's so good. Go ahead and turn to Isaiah 55 while I chug down some more water. I'm getting dry. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55. I'll tell you what, this scripture is such a comfort to me. Isaiah 55, verse 8. <clears throat> For my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Oh, neither are my ways. <laughs> neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, and that's pretty high, so are my ways higher than your ways. In my in my thoughts, then your thoughts, church. Your your thoughts, my thoughts, your ways, and my ways. They were never going to cut it. They were never going to be enough. Oh, but His grace, His oh, we have grace. We have unmerited favor, and you know what? That's going to be enough. That's sufficient for you. Can we learn to just stop working things out in our minds? Oh, I need to learn it, church. Can we learn to stop working things out in our minds? Oh, and just trust the Lord. Just trust God to supply for us. Oh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and bow our heads in prayer. Oh, Oh, hallelujah. I promise you, church, day is going to come when you're going to have a great need. Do you trust the Lord's going to take care of you? Do you trust He's going to supply for you in that day? Are you preparing to take care of yourself in that day? Oh, Jesus. It's not going to be enough, church. Our cisterns, they can't hold water. Our cisterns can't hold water. Don't turn away from God. Don't trust in your own ways. Oh, Sister Katie, would you come? we got to trust in Jesus, the fountain of living water. Oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. Church, maybe you've been actively building some cistern. Maybe you've been actively planning out some things in your life because the battle's getting tough. Oh, maybe that battle's coming and striking you hard. Mm. But I tell you what, it's not too late. It's not too late to forsake your best. Forsake your plans.
that can lay down that trial. And instead of building a cistern in their life that can't even hold water, they can let Jesus take care of you. Oh, hallelujah. That fountain, that everlasting fountain. Lord God, fill souls with your Holy Ghost. 